Welcome to Harvest Time. My name is Chris Harper, and our host on this program is Pastor Gary Walton, the lead pastor of Harvest Baptist Church. Every week, we spend these 25 minutes together telling you the stories of our church by interviewing our members and other friends of the ministry. We'd invite you to join us at Harvest Baptist Church this week as we're back at two services every Sunday, 8.45 a.m. and 10.45 a.m., We have Japanese and Korean translation available during our 10.45 a.m. service. That's also when we live stream at hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. This week, we're finishing Colossians 1, 28 and 29, the four commitments of a disciple-making church. Let's begin today's harvest time by welcoming Pastor Gary Walton. Hi, Pastor. Hey, Hoffaday, Chris. Each year about this time, uh, we do a little short series, maybe a couple of weeks, on our uh, mission as a church, our responsibilities, kind of the core purpose and philosophy. And uh, this year, we're doing the same thing in this text out of the book of Colossians, um, talking about these four commitments of a disciple-making church. It's a very interesting passage where Paul's writing to the Colossians, and uh, he, he, he sort of describes his own personal mission statement. And along with that, he says a couple key phrases. One of them, he says, my, my desire, my burden, my mission is to, to make the word of God fully known in order that, that's, a, that's out of verse 25, verse 28 says that, that we may present every man perfect or complete or mature in Christ. And that's the purpose of a church. Um, we're all growing together in order that there would be a time when we would be standing before God and we'd be uh, you know, fulfilled and matured and complete in our spiritual life. And the church should be doing that, uh, uh, helping, encouraging, walking alongside people as they come to know uh, Jesus and then as they grow in maturity uh, with him. And so that's what we're talking about. Uh, what does a church like that look like? What are the kind of things that are important to us? And we'd love to have you come and join us. This will be the second part. You can go on our website and hear that first part, but this will be the second part of completing um, that message this uh, Sunday. Well, I'm really very uh, pleased and excited to be able to have a couple special people to us on our campus this week, and I get a chance to introduce them to our, our radio audience. It's good to have Michael and Elizabeth Charlie uh, with us uh, from both from Pompeii and and uh, connected with HBBC. So first of all, you guys, welcome back to Harvest. We're so glad that you're here. Thank you. Thank you, pastors and everyone. Michael and Elizabeth uh, have sensed God's call on their life to uh, go back to their island of Pompeii and uh, start a church among the Nakuran people. Their uh, you know sort of their background, their family, their islands. And uh, so they've been working towards that, preparing for that for a few years. And uh, so they're on sort of the launch pad, getting ready, spending a little bit of time here at Harvest before you would go back. And so we're thrilled to be able to have you here. If you come to church on Sunday, you'll be able to hear a little bit of a testimony from Michael about what God's called them to. But we're excited um, for you, uh, you know, about that process. And uh, you have a daughter. Uh, I'll ask you about that. Um, Elizabeth, your daughter, uh, what's her name and how old is she? Uh, yes, we have one daughter and her name is Hannah Grace. And Hannah means grace in yeah. Hebrew. So it's 
double grace from the Lord, not only, you know, a gift to us, but we also need double grace in raising her. She's oh. five years old. Yeah, amen. Um, you're on your way uh, to Pompeii, and your desire to, is to start a church there. Michael, tell us about that. Thank you so much for the opportunity again, pastors and everyone that been praying for us, for the burden that I have. I remember when I was in this school, HBBC, and I have the desires to go back and reach out to my people or our people, the Nukorn people. Make it short, the congregation of our people, it's scattered. So from Nukoro, which is where we grew up, the populations is less than 100. Right now, most of our people remain or staying at Panabe State. And our burden to our people is where the congregation at. And that's why we want to reach out to our people at Panabe. Our prayers, as we are looking forward, that we will go there with a church body or a tongue with constructive instead of destructive. So that's our burden to reach out to them at Pana Bay. I want to ask you some more about that here in a minute, but maybe before we get to that, let's back up. Um, you both grew up uh, uh, on Pompeii, or actually on Nokuro. Is that right for both of you? I grew up at Nukoro, got born on Panape Hospital, which is most of the islanders, other island Panape go there to deliver. And I raised up Nukoro, graduate there, and I went to Panape to further on my high school. And that's where also I continue my college for first year. And I really thank God for the orders, the missionary, that they open a heart to our family because we don't have a mom. Our mom passed since 2003. And this is how I reach here. And I am so grateful and thankful for your prayers. Mm. Elizabeth, what about you? Did you grow up in Nakuro as well or on Pompeii? Yes, kind of till I was 10 years old and my mother married a Peace Corps from America hmm. that came and that changed my whole life. So we went back to Panape. I had the privilege of attending the Baptist uh, Academy School on Panape and then went on to the U.S. We went back and forth several times between the U.S. and Panape and Nukoro. So hmm. I have a, the privilege of both worlds. Maybe from both of you, tell us about growing up on, for you, Nakuro, uh, for you a little bit of both, Elizabeth, what was it like to grow up, you know, when you were a small child on, on the island? I have a lot of siblings. Mm. I have five brothers and five sisters. And the background of our family, our dad, during my young age, elementary, I grew up with knowing that my dad loved the world. 
through this process, I grew up with tears. Mm-hmm. And I thank God for all the pastors before Pastor Hanson, Pastor Heron, Pastor Inafuku, everyone that involved in my life and even the toughest pastor that most of the people here say, Pastor FG. It was a hard time frame when he talked about forgiveness in his class. Mm. But I know this, most of the students are kind of scared or respect him because of his attitude, like he's a tough <laughs> teacher. Talking about forgiveness and remind me all the past since our mom passed toward my dad. Mm-hmm. It's a blessing to learn that topic and also conviction through this message. And mm-hmm. that's how I grew up at my small island, unforgiving heart to my dad and through Bobby Wood, Dr. Wood, mm-hmm. love unto me, mentor my Paul. He sent me during my fourth year in order for me to reach out to my dad and ask forgiveness before I come and graduate Bible college. Uh, yeah. And I'm so thankful for all of you, the church member, our leaders, the pastor, dude, the student body. Mm. You name it all. Your prayers are worth. Uh, that's a fantastic testimony, Michael. Really powerful. When you were growing up, what about your relationship with Jesus, your relationship with God? Was there any interest um, for you? What, Really, thank God for the opportunity that when we came to school, high school, for me, the the missionary, the artists, Dave Artists and Rudan, really supporting us so much. And that's how, through this process, my dad worked with them somehow because we go to the Baptist church in Colonia where the Isamo Willis Pastor William Choyle. Mm-hmm. And this is the start of how I really close to my dad because he worked with the radio station, with the others, and it taught me a lesson how to more closer to the Lord because of serving the, the others, love to support me and asking me if I want to come to the radio station and work with them so I can pay my ticket to come here. I know this, I am so rebellious. I don't want to come to this college, (laughs) Bible college. Yeah. Make it sure the Lord pumped my heart through my mom's testimony before she passed in the hospital, right in her face when she passed, but she tells me this, that if I love her, I gotta forgive my dad. Wow. So if I forgive my dad, I gotta seek God first, mm-hmm. Matthew 633. Mm-hmm. And this is wrap up of my testimony that through Christ, I can do all things, Philippians 413. I can do all things to Christ, which is strengthen me. And I am so thankful for asking me that question. Mm. 
Drew Pastor talking about forgiveness. I remember he's one of the the tough dude or the tough bulldog here, <laughs> right? Nobody messed in his class or whatever, Pastor FG. <laughs> But I remember when he talked about that forgiveness message, I just stood up and mm. against and refused that because I don't want to hear that. Walk out from the conference room down there, the pack, mm. and then go to the dorm. And thank God that he didn't report because he know where am I, where my shoes, where my feet. Say a lot of things, a lot of testimony. It will be blessing to be with all you that word prayers and pray for me Amen. that I can make it through this time. Amen. That's a sweet testimony. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth, what about your spiritual story? You know, you kind of back and forth between the islands and the states. You know, how did you meet Jesus and what about your relationship with him? I'm one of those Christians that are very comfortable because I grew up around church and uh, learned how to walk the walk and talk the talk. Um, So I didn't really know. I've been in church all my life. In fact, I even made sure I made it to heaven by responding to invitations. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, I remember one guy was preaching on hell and it got so scary, I made sure I walk up there. And when I did, this was on my on our island, Nakoro. When I did, I was told I was too young. Mm. So I was too young to understand then, but then I came and attended the Baptist uh, school, and Ron Comfort, mm. one of the yeah. evangelists, came, and he preached, and I remember responding <laughs> mm. at that time. And... Uh, We went to Ohio. My dad attended a Bible school. It wasn't until um, he was done. We were on our way. My dad is from Oregon. We were out there in the West where there's hardly any churches. And for about a month or two, we didn't go to church. We had a hard time finding a good enough church. That's when I realized I did not have a relationship with the Lord. Mm. And the last sermon I heard in Ohio was on Romans chapter 7. And it was describing the struggle that a Christian has, you know, uh, in your flesh. You know, what you what you know is right, you know, yeah. you do and so forth. But at the very end of that chapter, it says, uh, but thanks be to God through our Lord Jesus Christ. He's the one that rescues us. Yeah, amen. So from, from that chapter, um, I realized what a sinner was. Before, I thought a sinner was someone who who did wrong because other people around them made them do wrong, or the devil tempted them to do wrong. But I did not realize that a sinner, I, inside of myself, I was capable of sinning all on my own. If I was on an island and there was nobody mm, there, yeah. I'm still a sinner. Yeah. So I thank God for that chapter, Romans chapter 7. That's when I, that's where I go to for my understanding of the gospel. And I also, that's where I committed myself Mm. to the Lord. Thank you guys for sharing that. I know that some, you know, a number of people listening are going to be able to relate and connect to that. So it's really, that's really powerful to us. So I, Planning on going back to Pompeii, uh, ministry among the Nokorans and and the people of Pompeii. 
Um, what, what would you say is the spiritual condition as you're going back? What do you, how do you see the island, um, particularly in the area that you, that you desire and you feel burdened to serve? Let me summarize. Our people growing up with this time, type of mindset, you know, doing good works, then you're okay, eh? right? Yeah. So going back there, like we have to start from maybe scratch, like reaching out why it's so important to read God's word, like all those topical messages, who is God, and why we're sinners have to be saved by grace and all, all of this, and why the Bible is so important. So when we go back, the spiritual battle for us is to meet those religious, they say their their leadership, because they're Protestant. Most of these people are old people, but the spirit battle for us is to have connection with them, because one mindset of the islands that if I'm too young, right, yeah. uh, I have to submit with, with yeah. the elders or whatever, mm -hmm. and that's one battle as we're heading there to reach out to our people. Please, please pray that uh, we will have a humble heart to reach out to these elders or the leadership of our congregation and so we can be so same page. Yeah, that's really helpful and we will pray. Uh, I, I mean, I think those are the kinds of prayers that God delights in answering um, and pray for humility mm. you know, for you, but then also a boldness in the gospel mm. that let no man despise their youth, but be an example, you know, to the believers. So we'll, we'll be we'll be praying that for sure. Um, you know, I asked you guys this earlier, and I thought it was interesting your answer to this. But um, you are heading back to uh, to the islands. A lot of people are leaving the islands. They're leaving Pompeii. Have you had anybody ask you about why you're going back? And uh, if so. What's, what's your answer? And Elizabeth, let me ask you first, and then, Michael, you can follow up. Well, yes, uh, Michael and I have, have always tried to be busy with, you know, reaching out to people with the gospel. So uh, in the U.S., we've been doing that the last five years, and you would consider it a comfortable ministry. You know, it's mm -hmm. uh, hard for us to leave. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly pe what what people would say. Why are you leaving? Right. But my my answer. All of our immediate families are in the U.S., so we're leaving them and going back yeah. to the islands. But uh, my immediate answer is: as hard as it is to leave, God called Michael. Hmm. <laughs> He's the preacher, hmm. and. I'm serving the preacher. Mm. That's what God convinced me as as the wife to do that. So Amen. it was it's hard for me to leave the US, but I know that God has called me to to serve my husband Michael. So Michael is the one who feels led to go back to our people and it just kind of goes that way. Mm. God calls Michael and he calls me to serve Michael and that's where my heart is. Elizabeth, I love that. I love your willingness to follow God in that way. And I'm gonna pray that God uh, also confirms that part in you too, 
you know, because uh, that's going to be an important piece. But I really appreciate your transparency about the how difficult it is and yet your willingness to follow God because he always blesses and he honors that. Thank you. Michael, what about you? Tell me about why you're going back. The Lord direct my path or our path through a lot of circumstances, you name it, hardship, storm. But I remember when me and my wife been praying for the desires of our heart, where he wants us to be. And we argue with this, right? Like, oh, should be the U.S., should be Nukuo, mm-hmm. whatever. But we knew First Thessalonians 5, 16, we got to rejoice evermore. 17, we pray without ceasing. Mm-hmm. 18, in everything, give thanks to who? Jesus Christ, for this is the will of God. So let me say this. The will of God is what we follow. Mm. Prophet 3, 5, and 6, right? Trust ye the Lord. Prophet 16, 3, commit thy works unto the Lord, and he will direct thy path. Amen. So going to Micronesia or our island, it's really exciting for us, and it's also a transition where we have to be climbed yeah. up and hill. Yeah. So this is our burden, and I really know for sure as we pray that this is God's will for us to please pray for us, mm-hmm. for the wisdom that we can reach to this culture, the Polynesian culture, mixing with the Micronix culture, mm-hmm. and also the wisdom and knowledge that I need to proclaim the truth of God to our people, alongside with my wife. Man, uh, my heart is just full listening, hearing your, both your transparency and your burden, your passion. And I believe that God is uh, honored by our willingness to submit our lives to him, and he'll lead us. And uh, you know, we want to tell you that we're going with you. I know that uh, your church in um, in South Carolina has just you know come along beside you and encouraged you and helped you along the way, and they're doing everything they can to support you. And we want to tell you as well, we're really honored to have a, had a part you know in your past and uh, excited about the future of you know serving together as God desires to reach the Nakurans and and the people of Pompeii with the gospel, with the clear gospel mm-hmm. of Jesus Christ. So we'll pray together. And I'm glad that you're back here. It's been great watching you guys kind of connect again. Um, I know you're loved here. And uh, so we're looking forward to what God's going to do. Thank you guys for being with us. Thank you, you pastors and everyone, church member of Harvest. Pray for our daughter also as this hardship time that we can raise up her according to Prophet 22.6. Train up a child in this eighth time that means grow up want to part from it. Amen. Amen. We'll do that. Well, thank you for listening to Harvest Time. Of course, at this point in the program, we always want to personally invite you again to services this week at Harvest Baptist Church. There are two services, one at 8.45 a.m., the other at 10.45 a.m., 
We offer Japanese and Korean translation at the 10.45 a.m. service. That's also when we have our live stream at hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. We'd love to see you this Sunday. Thanks again for listening to Harvest Time.